Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So, have you heard of Murphy's Law? If something can go wrong, it will go wrong. No, that sounds very pessimistic. I tend to be an optimist. I always look at the bright side of things, but when it comes to just life in general, understanding that Things definitely will go wrong in life. It is just sort of a guarantee. When I'm evaluating these projects and looking at them, I always know that there are going to be some obstacles in the way. So a lot of times, that's why it's so important. People put the emphasis on understanding who the founders are, what the team is like, exactly what they do, how they're going to handle these different things. And it's kind of hard when the founders are not docs. You don't really have anything to go off of other than a very cool avatar picture and some uh, tweets or whatever it might be. But generally speaking, when there is a docs founder and you can see that this is a person that has built audiences, built businesses and what have you, you can understand know that they're going to navigate the different obstacles that are going to come up because you know something is going to go wrong. So today I'm going to actually discuss a few projects that I either looked into or purchased myself or uh, currently hold or had some interaction with and to let you know that things definitely went wrong in these projects and as we're going forward we're going to see a lot more go wrong. Gone are the days when you're just simply putting up some cool pictures on the blockchain and really anything as long as NFT is going to sell. Now we're starting to get a lot more complex in the code, how things are going to be organized and uh, what the utility of, of these different things are. So more than ever, we're starting to see uh, a lot of teams get bigger as far as their tech teams, what they're trying to code and how they're trying to integrate it with websites and different applications and features. And of course, the more complex these things become, there's going to be more room for error and things breaking down. The first project that I'm going to highlight really has nothing to do with the founders itself. It's more so the resiliency of the community. And it was just in a great place for some leaders that were uh, in the community that were holding the NFTs to be able to step up and take over the project. And this one is not one that I currently own or have ever owned, but just looking at them and following their story, I think it's just a really cool thing to see how a project can definitely rebound. And this one is, I have to make an interjection right here because I actually said the wrong name of the project. And and this is actually Fame Ladies that I'm speaking about. And Fame Ladies made headlines because they were in all sorts of hot water because the founders were promoting this thing and putting it out there that this was a woman-led project. And of course, all the characters and all the art were different females in different areas that were just, you know, just really cool, empowering, and all sorts of different things. Well, it turns out that this whole project was ran by a bunch of Russian guys, and all this came out. And Easily, this project could have folded. Everything could have went to zero. But some of the token holders actually stepped up and really took over that community. Ashley Smith, who goes by the name of Board Becky on Twitter, and Daniel Davis, who goes by NFT Ignition, they ended up basically becoming the leaders within that project. The community took over, forced out the founders, and easily everything could have just really went to shambles. But the community rallied around them. They built up. And, you know, it's just really cool to see that in the sure face of doom that a project was able to rescue itself without the founders. And it's, you know, one of the extreme cases, but it definitely shows that resiliency, things that could go wrong in this project or in this space, I should say, with various projects projects inevitably will. Now, this is a very extreme one, but the ones that I'm going to mention now are ones that I personally had uh, interaction with and was able to use. Over on Solana, there were Scary Sharks, and that was a really cool project. I love the art, and it's pretty funny because I was following this 
for a good while on Twitter. I was looking at all of the artwork and I said, wow, this is a amazing project as far as the detail that goes into the art, everything that was in it. And after months of following this project and seeing how it's developing, how it's getting to roll out, crazy enough, I ended up missing the mint. Like when I started to see people posting that they had their sharks and everything, I said, wait a minute. How on earth did I miss this mint? Well, this was before I got onto Discord, and I really was intimidated by the whole thing of Discord because it was just so much different than Facebook and Twitter and all the other uh, social media applications that I'm used to that it really, honestly, it scared me away. I went into my first Discord server and seeing all the complexities, all these different things, and this one was really not very well organized. And I mean, there were just countless channels and all sorts of craziness that I just ran away and never came back for three months. Literally, I just ran back to Twitter, uh, stayed in my lane, what I was comfortable with. But anyways, I was not in the Discord, so I ended up missing the mint. And all of a sudden, I start seeing this stuff pop up and I I couldn't believe it. So when I finally tracked down the right thing, I did an episode of saying how I actually almost purchased a uh, a scammy uh, version of it. They put it up and I really almost fell for it because I was thinking, man, like the art is a little bit off. But anyways, I already covered that in another episode. But what I wanted to say is with this one, how this project actually ended up almost tanking. But luckily, the team was able to rescue it and they're really uh, rebuilding at one point I mean the floor just absolutely fell down and it really looked like it was going to zero and that was because the coding was written incorrectly all the metadata and everything uh, the original coder that they had on the team they did not code it correctly and what was actually happening was the royalty that they were supposed to get was uh, just not the correct amount and it wasn't able to sustain the project itself. So basically, once all the revenue from the initial sale was split up and donated, went into the Dow and all sorts of different things, it's like, okay, great. Now, how is this entity, how is this project supposed to sell and continue going? All the resale, you know, the royalties that were supposed to be going back into the project that it was not written into the code correctly. So what they ended up doing was basically doing a remint which, by the way, I will fully admit, full disclosure, I did not submit mine yet to uh, remint it and get the the different ones. But you would basically you'd swap out from the what they're calling the Gen Zero sharks, and then you would get the Generation One, and that one has all the correct metadata and everything. There's no timeline, there's no deadline, I should say, for when that can happen because at the end of the day, they they want that to uh, be sent in so that way, if I resell it or what have you, that they can get the royalties. But then the way the team that actually incentivized this to actually happen be able to go forward and be able to build this thing I think is very cool because when you send in the original shark with all the glitchy metadata what ends up happening you get this tombstone that basically shows the old shark so it's like you get that free nft but also then there's different features that they're going to have uh, in order to really incentivize all the people to send in the sharks which again I will be doing I just haven't done it mainly because I wanted to make sure that everything was going great with all the other things knowing that this is a faulty nft with uh, bad coding what have you I wanted them to work out the kinks and so far are so good all the people that have sent their things in the only complaint that they're having is they're not necessarily getting you back as quick as they would like they would like an instant process but it seems to be doing uh, that they're doing this manually and it is a uh, labor intensive thing however i think the team is really handling it well and first and foremost i have to say that the artwork is just a 
Plus, I loved it from day one, and I'm grateful to see or excited to see that they're salvaging this project. They're actually getting ready to uh, do a future mints and do a Gen 2 and all sorts of different things. So I'm really excited that this is actually working and that they're able to rescue this because it would have been a shame to see this project go down. And as far as artwork, honestly, I think if it's not one of the best project is art, you know, I I just think it's, it's definitely in the tops, right? And especially compared to a lot of these uh, quick fly-by-night operations, honestly, it seems like uh, some of these uh, people are just drawing this artwork with their left hand. Well, this was done by an amazing artist that is actually integrated with the team and everything. So they recovered that and I was excited to see that. Draco Dice over on Wax was another one. That one uh, was rolling out. This is a a, a dice game. These NFTs are supposed to be uh, integrated into various uh, games. And when they were rolling this out, it was sort of the same thing. When they're getting ready to do the reveal, this actually happened after the purchase. We did the sale, which I thought the sale, the way they did that was just very ingenious. They uh, split it up into two different sales, so that way they were 12 hours apart, so depending which side of the globe that you were on, it would be day there. So the first set sold off during around the noontime as to uh, the U.S. hours, and then the second set they did, which would be midnight in the U.S. hours, but people over in England and that side of the globe were able to uh, get it at a reasonable time. So I thought that was very cool how they rolled that out, thought that out. However, when it came time now to have the reveal, if you will, or when you're actually able to redeem it and open up the packs, one of the users or in the community actually pointed out the fact that there seems to be some issue with the metadata. By the way, the metadata is all of the information, the coding and everything on the back end as far as what's in the token, all the information to be able to identify what NFT it is, what project it is, or the commission that goes back to the project, all these different things. It's all written into the, the metadata, which is actually the information that is stored within that token, right? So... Somebody pointed out or realized that there was an error. So because of that, they ended up delaying that release and they pushed it back. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was about a week that they pushed it back while they reconfigured all of that stuff. Everyone is disappointed, of course, because really with that one is when you open up based on when, how quick you do it and what have you, then you're going to get different ones and trying to get the rare ones. And of course, the different mint level, everyone was really excited and gearing up for the opening. However, because they disappointed so many people, they actually sent out what was called a glitch dice, which I thought was pretty cool. Remember back in the day when like the TV used to do that scrambling thing and it would have all those different colors, you know, it had the pink and then the blue and the white and, and all those colors. If you're under 20 years old and you're listening to this, you probably have never seen that, but just Google it, uh, technical difficulty screen or TV screen or whatever it is, and you'll see all the different pink and white and colors and all the black and all that. Well, that's basically the idea that they use for this glitch dice and that's what they airdropped to everyone that bought a pack which i thought was very cool in the sense that for the delay everyone just received that for free they didn't have to do anything whatsoever so really the community was rewarded which i also thought was pretty cool that it was a community that was the one who or, or a member of the community was the one who actually identified the glitch to begin with so i don't know exactly what reward he or she ended up getting but i'm pretty sure that they probably ended up getting some packs and all sorts of different things 
you know, as a thank you from the team. So I thought that was pretty cool. And everyone was very open and accepting to the fact that, okay, things happen, technical difficulties, and they rebounded with it. They were just upfront and said, you know what, guys, we're going to delay this pack opening. And everyone was pretty cool with it. Anytime I bring up the Matrix NFT projects, those episodes tend to do really well. It seems like once the Matrix is in the title, which this will actually not be, but I will cover them and throw them into this thing because they actually had a lot of glitches when they were rolling out their thing. It was 100,000 NFTs that they released, which was a massive sale, right? That was a huge drop. Normally, we're talking about 10,000, 5,000, but to go all the way up to 100, absolutely insane. Well, anyways, they had a lot of issues as far as their whole uh, queuing system and actually rolling it out because that is just a massive strain on the system. And of course, what they ended up doing too with that whole thing is they had to start to delay the drop. They were announcing it and informing us and keeping everyone up to speed, letting us know on Twitter they were having a space and they were just doing all sorts of stuff to really let everyone know that the team is working on it. Just please be patient with us. Thank you for your excitement and everything. However, these are the issues that we're having. Most people are pretty receptive of it, very responsive to it. And they really uh, were working very hard to just keep communications clear so everyone knew exactly what was going on, when it would resume, everything would open up. And they got it all out because again, that is a massive drop, 100,000 NFTs. And similar to Draco Dice, what they ended up doing, they sent out a glitch NFT. And that just went perfectly with the theme. You know, there is a glitch in the system. You know, that was like the whole theme of the Matrix and what have you. So sending out that glitch dice, which actually, or I said glitch dice, that glitch NFT, which actually reminds me of the glitch dice that Draco Dice sent out. It's just pretty cool to see that, okay, they airdropped this. And this was something that they basically rewarded everyone for as far as you know, all the technical difficulties that they were having, because also these technical difficulties went on to after the reveal, they were supposed to airdrop this, uh, these pills, the red pill, the blue pill, be able to choose. Do you want your NFT to stay in the system or do you want them to come out and be a resistance fighter? Well, all of that was all delayed. They were having huge technical difficulties. So they worked it out and everything, you know, I think learning from that, a huge rollout, a hundred thousand and having so many problems, whatever drop that they end up doing in the future, they're going to be so much more prepared for uh, all the obstacles and different things that they had to overcome in this one. And just as a side note, if you look on the floor price of that right now, I sort of predicted it was going to happen with everything after the big reveal and such, uh, you know, all the fan hype, if you will, wears off and all the new people that were able to come into the NFT space, probably thinking that they're going to buy one of those $50 NFTs over on the Matrix thing and sell it for a million dollars because I was seeing some pricing and listings to get it from 50 to a million dollars on day one, all these glitches, all these problems and everything. So I thought that was pretty laughable. But hey, anyways, right now you can actually get some of the final versions for as low as $30 is what I've seen so far. And the floor or the the mint price, the original price was $50 per NFT. So right now you can get some of the final versions already that they are well below the the floor or the initial uh, mint price, I should say, not the floor price. So the floor price is about $30 right now. And lastly, I'm going to mention the uh, project that I'm actually just waiting to mint right now. I'm so excited about this one, and it is Meta Athletes. Meta Athletes is a brand new project, and they're getting ready to mint this out. 
And as far as some issues that they were having some technical difficulties, again, with the metadata in the back end, and as far as the security being able to beef that up. So this is all the coding stuff. You know, we take it for granted that we see these cool artworks or these cool images and what have you, and we're trading this around, whether we're fans or we're getting utility and all this from it. But what we don't see or we don't really understand is there's really two sides to all of this. There's the art and then there's the tech, like all the coding and everything that's behind the scenes. So think of the art and all the marketing and all the stuff that's up front as like Steve Jobs with Apple back in the day. And now all the hardware and the coding and everything that's going on behind the scenes, that was the other Steve, that was Steve Wozniak. And Jobs is the one that's up front and seeing all the glamour and all these different things. But Honestly, without the guys in the back and the guys and girls in the back that are actually working on all of this stuff, you know, this whole project just falls flat on its face. And, you know, it really doesn't matter what kind of organization it is. There's always an army of people behind the scenes running it. And that is definitely the case with these NFT projects, the coding and the infrastructure and everything behind it is usually much larger than the individual that we get to see on Twitter or interact with in spaces and what have you. And also, it's just a personality type. A lot of times, these coders, uh, they're not the most vocal, outgoing type of person. They just want to uh, get down and gritty, do the work. So that is not the glamorous side of things. It's sort of like uh, understanding all the most inner workings of your television, right? Like, you, Or you don't really care what's going on, how the circuitry is working and all that stuff. All you know is that you turn it on and you can watch your Netflix or whatever it is. Well, a lot of times, that is how it is with the NFTs. It's that... People are generally not thinking about all that stuff in the back end, right? So with that, the team really delayed it. And I won't lie, I was like a little frustrated and I was thinking, oh man, like, you know, here we go again, more delays because this project more than anything, I'm really anxious about. And the, the main reason is because the whole theme of athletes and everything that they're doing with these masterminds or what they're calling it, the metaminds, where they're having these experts on various topics diving into whatever it is, I think is just an awesome thing. And all the utility that they're planning to implement in it and in real life meetups, different things with athletes and different uh, sports organizations and all sorts of different things. It just really aligns a lot with my values and things that I'm doing. And then the artwork is just amazing. So, you know, more than anything, it's just really (laughs) anxiousness too. I can't wait to get it as to why I was a little frustrated, but I have to give the team like a hundred percent like props that they are fully transparent to letting everything uh, be known. They're updating and they're regularly in the, uh, the discord, letting us know exactly what's happening. They're getting ready to release some new previews of the art and the upgrades that they have made. And, you know, so I'm excited, but the main thing that the reason why with this was delayed, I shouldn't even say it was necessarily the metadata because when I think of the metadata, I'm more thinking of like the actual features within the token in itself. But the coding as far as the mint and the whitelisting and all that stuff to prevent the bots from uh, getting in there on the, uh, the, the the pre-mint process and just scooping up all everything and trying to make a quick flip and then locking out all of us that were um, active in the Discord and having, you know, the uh, just a good time uh, speaking with each other and interacting with each other and looking forward to this mint. You know, those people in a lot of projects end up getting locked out because these bots are so coded to just use multiple wallets and hit it so quick so that, you know, the average person or real life people can't get into these projects as quickly. So with that said, we are fully understanding exactly what they're doing. And, you know, I really appreciate the fact that they're trying to guarantee that I get this NFT. So I have to give the team props for that. And any frustration that I have or, you know, might say like, oh, man, I can't believe this is delayed. 
it's really just out of sure anxiety, if you will, or anxiousness. You know, I feel like a, a child on Christmas morning that's just, you know, just, I can't wait for my gift, right? That's, I can't wait to get this NFT. I can't wait to see the artwork, see which one I get. I just checked the Discord, see what updates they just posted and what have you. The spirits are definitely still up in the community. It's definitely still an early one getting into this and what have you. They're getting ready to do the first round draft picks, as they call it, which is the first 2,000 of this 10,000 set. And I believe after we get this set and we can actually start posting it on Twitter and doing some different things that we're all going to be happy because they're claiming that they're even upgrading the art, you know, doing some more fine-tuned details and adding different features and things into it. That is all fine and dandy, right? So when it's all said and done, I don't think any of us will have any complaints. It's just really the anxiousness. Just we can't wait to get our hands on this thing. And the good thing is, since they delayed it from the original mint price or the original mint date of uh, January 11th, we're all able to scoop up some extra ETH at a discount because initially, if I'm not mistaken, it was floating around 3, 4, 3, 5 on the 9th and the 10th. And leading up to that is when it first dipped under three to about two nine and then bounced back up. So really anyone that is buying ETH uh, while it is down is just, you know, makes out well. So some people that were probably only going to mint one, they might be able to afford two now. So, you know, all sorts of different things. Things do work out for the good. And as a community, generally speaking, we're all upbeat. A few people have left the community, but you know, it is what it is. Maybe those people were just, you know, in it really quickly, just wanted a quick flip and they have moved on because a lot of these guys or, or gals are on, you know, the maximum of 200 discords and they're in all sorts of them just trying to get whitelisted and what have you. So I think that is why a people hopped out of the, the server because really there was nothing that was negative, anything going on. It's a great atmosphere if you love sports or anything like that. And I know I'm sort of plugging this, but I'm just excited about it. The whole thing is to say that all of these teams overcame some obstacles and how they dealt with them in different ways, whether just keeping communications open rewarding the community with airdrops, or in the case of Dame Ladies, the community actually taking over the entire project, I think will really help these projects to withstand all the ups and downs and bumps in the roads that will come. Because remember, I opened up this thing by saying if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And that is Murphy's Law. So we know that it's not going to be all smooth sailing and everything's going to go perfect from here out. But speaking of smooth sailing and everything going perfect and what have you, I would love to know what were some of the NFT projects that you were in or that you jumped into that had some hiccups? How did they overcome it? How did they deal with it? The reason why I'm asking this is because when I'm on these uh, various discords and I'm communicating with the founders and what have you, I would like to be able to share like, and say, hey, you know, I know of a project that I was told to by one of the listeners that this is how they dealt with it. And, you know, in our case, what, what we're actually doing or how this community might be struggling, we might be able to benefit from that. So feel free to shoot me a tweet if you do have any uh, tips, advice, stories that you went through or a voice note or whatever it is that you want to send over on Twitter at Tropic Vibes. You can see all the contact information in the show notes. And with that said, thanks for listening, and I will definitely see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.